of rounds with Childs. We are in the building. I got somebody special in here that's dear to my heart. But Hello. before we get started, I always got to put out our disclaimer just in case we get a little spicy on here. These views and opinions are coming straight from myself and 12 Rounds with Childs podcast. We are not here to infringe on anyone's belief. This show will be straightforward, but it's going to be playing of that good Childs energy today. Yes, I got it is. The influencer, the entrepreneur, and, and big time content creator, Taylor Childs on the show today. What's going on, Kazo? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Definitely, definitely. I think it's it's, it's important to have you on here because you did some great, you, you not only have you done great things, but you're still doing great things. And that's what I like. Um, your Your YouTube is off the chain. Instagram, all the chain. I'm always looking. I'd be ready to beat somebody up because I'm like looking at my little cousin on there looking pretty. And you know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already doing my thing a little bit, a little do. bit. You do, but I definitely, I'm definitely glad to have you on the show because I think you're going to help today um, with a lot of people on just this social media craze, mm-hmm. the content creators, um, and kind of teach people because it's people making complete livings just mm-hmm. on YouTube, just on Instagram and, and all these different platforms. So not only are you going to teach me a little something today, but we're going to definitely give the young people that watch the show. And what do you say? The millennial generation, like you call me? Yeah, you're the millennials. I'm the Gen Z generation. Yeah, like you call me. <laughs> you've been making me feel like an old man, but definitely. It's just jokes. It's just jokes. Yeah, we all okay. did together. I mean, you know me. I'll be ready to fire you up. Mm-hmm, 12 rounds. <laughs> but we on 12 rounds with Childs, and I definitely, I got to give a shout out to Brass Mill Suites. They're the ones that put me in the building. They're the ones that give me this opportunity to get out here and, and have this platform and get to show the world, you know, some Childs things. Mm-hmm, some Childs things, and I'm happy to be here and be on the show. I've been watching you do your thing. I appreciate that. Look, you always giving me some advice. I got to give it, and I got to give a shout out to your mom because she be firing me up. Shout Why out Mama Childs. This? Yeah, I got to because she always in the background like, you need to put this here. You need to do this. And I'm like, all right, all right. I just want to go to bed. But she is on. When it comes yeah. to the content, she is on mm-hmm. point. Yeah, she I would not be point. here without Mama Childs, to be honest. Yeah, but. she's definitely done her homework on a lot of things. So yeah. we're going to get started, though. Okay, let's get We're going to get started because I got some questions for you. And you're going you're gonna to definitely teach us some stuff. So. What really, what got you started on your path with the whole social media, the YouTube stuff? Because it's, it's interesting to me. I don't get to see you that often. So I know, I know. Definitely, I definitely want to hear that story. A, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, okay, so basically, I knew I always wanted to do social media. I Obviously, when social media, when I started it, it wasn't really like, influencer wasn't a term. Nobody called influencing influencing. It was just more like, Oh, you're the girl that talks on the internet, you know? So I remember watching other YouTubers and I was like, oh my God, like I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started out making little, this was back in 2017. I started making beauty videos because I wanted to be a beauty influencer. So you know, when you like, you start, you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I started posting makeup videos and they weren't doing that well, but I loved it. I loved making the makeup videos. And mm-hmm. um, this was during the time that I was just getting out of high school as well. So everyone's asking you, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm walking around telling everyone I'm going to be a YouTuber. I remember I got sent to the hospital because, I don't know, I was getting a checkup. And the doctor asked me, asked me, like, what are you doing after school? I said, I'm going to do YouTube. And she looked at me like, okay, so, like, what else are you going to do? You know? Right. And um, I just remember I just made this plan. But I ended up having to get, like, a secondary, secondary source of whatever I was going to do. So I ended up doing school for aesthetics, which mm-hmm. is, like, an esthetician. Um, long story short, I was still making like little YouTube videos, but I was going to school for aesthetics and I got kicked out of school. So a month <laughs> after, <laughs> I got kicked out. That's a long story for another hey, day. But I, I got that same story. Out. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got kicked out. But, um, you know, when something happens, you think it's a rejection. It's really just a redirection. And one day I was just at home. I had the time. And I was like, I'm going to try this apple cider vinegar challenge um, just to see if I lose weight. And I posted that on the internet. Didn't care how I looked. Didn't care how I presented myself. I was just having fun making this video. And I posted it to the internet and it went viral. It was almost like a overnight vir- virality. So that went viral. And then from there, people started wanting fitness content from me. 
And so I was like, oh, yeah, you guys want to see me on this fitness journey? I want to lose some weight. I want to document it. And so I just started posting more and more fitness updates. And that's what created Just Taylor Thinks. I started out trying to do beauty and your audience will tell you what they want from you. And that's when you give your audience not only what you want, but also what you create, what you're creating, you want to enjoy creating. And at the time, I was really, really into fitness as well. So that's just how it started with that one apple cider vinegar video, me getting kicked out, me having the time and going with it. So really, like, how much time do you did you put into it? Because for me, I'm gonna be honest, I'm starting to learn it. It's 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 a full time job. It is. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It is. Yeah. Like a lot of people see content creation, and they're like, "Well, you have the easiest job in the world." I remember even when I started, I was telling friends, "Oh, I can't come to this," and some one of my best friends' moms even said, "Like, you're not doing anything." And it's a lot of work that goes into it. So when you're making a video, you come up with the concept for the video. You have to film the video. So you're not only just like the person that's behind the camera. You're the creative director. You're the editor. You're the marketer. You're all of those things. So I would say every platform has a different timing for posting things. But I would say YouTube can take anywhere from 24 hours to 72 hours, depending on what you're doing, like with the editing, with the planning ahead, with the creating. Um, So 72 hour turnaround for me, probably for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it can take even longer, just depending on what you're doing. And with every other platform, it's different. So, you know, TikTok, TikTok is short form video. So mm-hmm. that could take you like an hour to edit a video mm-hmm. if you're really putting your time into it, or it could take you like 60 seconds, 30 seconds, like whatever right. it is that you're posting. And then with Instagram, it's just a matter of taking a photo, finding the ones you like out of the thousands that you took yeah. and then posting that one. Yeah. And I think you said something earlier today and it was like, uh, Instagram was just, the best of what you have it's a highlight basically. reel it's just mm-hmm. a highlight reel all of the best moments yeah compared to some of the uh some of the other platforms which is something we're going to go into a little later and break down kind of each platform and what it takes to kind of be successful on each and, and the difference in each platform so we're definitely going to touch on that a little later mm-hmm. when now when you first started i mean your videos were booming like i would go and look i, I didn't even want to show none of my friends they like that's your cousin but <laughs> looking at the numbers, it was like a million here, a million there, hmm. a couple hundred thousand there. So I, I know that felt awesome. Like I know it felt yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Was it something that took time or did it, it just immediately take off for you? Well, I mean, obviously there was a time in the beginning where I was creating beauty videos and they weren't taking. Mm-hmm. And then it came a point where once I started doing the fitness thing, that just really took off. But I think what really took it off was the mindset behind it. I remember sitting down before I really took YouTube seriously mm-hmm. and I wrote down that I was going to have a hundred thousand followers by June. And I had started this probably like this list. I probably started this uh, January ish. So I had mm-hmm. like six months to do it. So right. um, I wrote that number down and I just believed that I was going to have a hundred thousand followers. It is, And it's not a matter of what the video was or how it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. And then from there, it just kind of, I don't want to say it's overnight because obviously I was doing things before that, but once I caught a little bit of wind, I just kind of went with it and everyone else started coming along with me and, you know, watching my journey and was just really intrigued. And like every little update that I was giving, I thought that was just really cool. And I think that what got me there was just being vulnerable. Like Mm -hmm. I'm 19 years, 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. And I'm posting my body in a really vulnerable state. I'm obviously a little bit overweight, you know, (laughs) and, um, I just feel like a lot of 19 year olds at that time, they were not really trying to show their bodies like that. They weren't really trying to show themselves in that vulnerable state or that state mm-hmm. where they feel like they didn't look the best. But for me, I was like, I don't care. Like this is a reality for a lot of girls my age. It's right. a reality for a lot of women that are even older than me and somebody has to represent it. So I was like, why not me? Like, what is right. this going to hurt? You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it, it kind of brings me back to a time you about to laugh at me, but it was a time that uh, there was a young female around me and, she was like, your name's Childs? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, it's a girl on YouTube. Her name's Childs. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, yeah, can I show it to you? I was like, yeah. And I already knew what was coming, but she was like, you know her? And I was like, that's my cousin. And then she started, like, literally got teary-eyed. was like, she's the reason, like, I made it through my depression. She helped me get through things. And I was like, damn, that's just Lil Taylor. Like, I know. But it was, it was awesome, though, because, I mean, you never know how you influence people, and it really is a small world. That's so sweet. You know, and you makes me want to cry. I'm over here like, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, it, to me, I was like, what the hell? 
like she's really reaching out, but it, it definitely it, people believe in you. People can when you put up something that I feel like people can relate to and you have good energy, it, your following want to come. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely believe that. And, and and just keeping it real is to me, like watching some of your stuff is just really what you couldn't help but to kick it off, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's just what made it awesome. So that was look, I mean, a little sample, but I was definitely shocked. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I'm a child's too. <laughs> yeah, the child's family. We just got it, you know. One but thing I, I can say is we are proud of that name. We are, we are, we are. I've been putting it on necklaces and everything. I love, I love my business is named Child's Couture. So yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's gonna be a household name one day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, what were some of your emotions? So throughout this ride. Because it seemed like it t- it just took off, right? You started it, you found your niche, and you shot to the sky. Yeah. What were your What were some of your just some of the things you may have went through being young, and everything pays? But what were some of your just emotional things that you went through on this rise? I think that when I first started out, it was like this dream come true. Oh my gosh, I'm posting. Like, it's just so fun. You know, I'm creating, I'm posting these videos. And then it got to a point where I was growing and I was growing very, very quickly, you know, like hundred K in six months, especially back in 2018, 2017. That's crazy. Right. You know, and people start coming up to me. I go in the stores, people would be like, Oh my God, (laughs) you're Taylor. Hello. Hello. Like, and it became overwhelming to me because I was like, Oh, like mm-hmm. you know, you, mm-hmm. I it's like, am I a role model? Am I like good enough to hold this position? Do I deserve right. this? Do I just? And it was a lot of feelings of like unworthiness, even towards my platform, of feeling like, do I deserve this success this fast? Like, there's people who work so hard, and it's like I'm doing all of this at this age, and I felt obviously there was no reason for me to feel like I didn't deserve it. But you know, in my head, you know, I'm just like, those are the feelings that I was feeling at that time, and it caused right. me to even take breaks. And even to this day, like I still take breaks due to like um, my mental health with social media because yeah. like everything is very overwhelming. You're constantly putting your life out there. People are constantly saying things about your body. People mm-hmm. are constantly saying things about you or like how you're doing things. And it's like a lot of outside input. It's a yeah. lot of your life, your vulnerability. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be overwhelming, but overall, like I love it. Like I love when people DM me and they're like, "You've changed my life. You changed my perspective. You've helped me to get yeah. healthier." Like it's all I could have ever wanted or asked for from having a platform. Because if you're gonna have one, why not use it to create impact and change? And mm-hmm. even if that does mean I'm uncomfortable at times, like that's the cost of being able to help someone else. You know? Right, right, right. And I'm sure you had to deal with the haters. Was that tough for you in the beginning? Were you like, kinda, I would just be like, did it make see, you mad? It wouldn't make me mad, mostly because it came from a specific group of people. Yeah. So uh, it would probably be like little boys on the internet that just didn't mm-hmm. have anything else to do or say. <laughs> and it would be on the really viral videos. If it was a close-knit video that got around like, you know, between like 20,000 to 100K, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be like too bad. But if it was like videos that hit over like a million, obviously you're going to get people saying whatever. And that's, right. it is what it is. It comes with it. And I just don't look at them. Like my mom wouldn't even let me look at them. She'd like, just don't even look at the comments. Yeah. So, yeah. But Mama Childs. Mama Childs. She has helped me through the it protector. all. The through protector. It all. Well, it's cool because I remember back in her day. So it, it, it kind of comes full circle because you got to think like your mom back in the day. I'm going to cuss a little bit, but she was a shit as a makeup artist, working on movies, mm-hmm. working on like traveling the videos, world. traveling the world. So it's like you were already kind of built for it. She had you. She knew exactly what it was going to take, the mm-hmm. hard work that you had to put in. So it's it's great that you had that kind of support. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you had these little, she was able to add these little things towards building it and things, just like the same thing she critiques me on all the time. So yes. she's definitely sharp. And that's my girl. Like I remember yeah. when, I remember her back in the day with the makeup on and doing her thing. She was so pretty. And you just take after your mother and it's awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely a little Sherry. And, uh, <laughs> and she, I wouldn't be here without her. Like, she's literally my momager. Like, everything yeah. that I do, it runs through Mama Childs. Everything that I'm going to do, it runs through her. Business plans, it runs through her. Having business meetings, they're always with her. If I'm talking to a brand, she's in the room. Right. So it's like um, nothing goes through me without having to go through her so. okay, yeah and it's definitely it's always good to have those type of people in your corner that, it's a that blessing. really yeah 
Because they want the best for you. They're not mm -hmm. looking to get anything from you. They no. just want you to make the best decisions to further your career and further your and make your life better. Yeah. So that, that's that, that's very it's the important. The purest uh, a manager can get because it's literally mm. your mother. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> very true. Very yeah. true. So talk to us about kind of the numbers game. I know me and you talked about it earlier. I think I was asking you questions on things that I may need, may need to work on and things like that. But you definitely said some things earlier. It was like sometimes you don't need a million views to actually be lucrative in this game. So no, kind of like, break it down for me. Are we talking about like when monetizing your yeah, platform? Yeah, monetizing. So can you kind of explain monetizing? Okay, monetizing your platform is when you make profit from your platform. So essentially, like, you know, if you have a lot of followers, there's no point of having a lot of followers if, you know, I mean, there is a point of having a lot of followers, but if you're giving them, you know, value, you're giving them mm -hmm. information, but just as you give to your following, they would love to give back to you as well, especially if you're giving them like a product, a service, or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that you would like to do. So monetizing essentially just, you know, making money for your time that you're taking to create content for them. Right. Um, and monetization can come in many different forms. You can have sponsorships, which is when a brand pays you to promote your their product on your page, okay. or you could create, you know, an ebook or a guide. And that ebook or guide is what you're selling to them, and they're buying that from you. Or you could have a product or a service, and that's what they buy from you as well. Or you could even do like a pay per click, which YouTube is a pay per click. So mm -hmm. every time someone clicks on your video, you know, you're getting paid for your views. TikTok's okay. now starting that. There's a creator fund for TikTok now that you get paid from your views on there. It's oh, not really? it's not as big as TikTok. I mean, as YouTube's is, but TikTok, mm -hmm. I can it's going to grow. It's going to get bigger. Um, it's definitely something that you would want to you know look into. If that's something you're interested in. Right. Um, but there's a lot of ways that you can monetize your audience and your platform and make money for the time that you're taking out your day to create content because right. it takes a long time like it takes a lot of thought and you know you got to get creative and it takes your whole day that's why people do it as a full-time job because it's really yeah. hard to do it full-time and then still have a nine to five yeah I, I mean we look at it every day every time you get on facebook all the little funny videos mm -hmm. and i think that tiktok is something i really got to get on yes that's an opportunity that's an opportunity of a lifetime right there tiktok it's like a start yeah. over from people who didn't get it from the first time Mm -hmm. um, and I always tell people that we're the luckiest generation in the world when it comes to content creation because nobody's had it before but us. Mm -hmm. Our parents have never had the opportunity to get on the internet and start talking to people and make a lot of money doing that. Our right. parents never had the opportunity to be able to, you know, show off their outfits and then get brand <laughs> deals from that. Like we're the right. first generation. This is like the equivalent of like if you were in the beginning when we first discovered oil. You know, <laughs> if you got into that back then, you're a very wealthy person very right wealthy. now. Exactly. You're exactly. very wealthy. And so to be the first generation to ever get this opportunity, and if people think that it's so oversaturated, oh, there's so many big people out here already. There's so yeah. many people that are doing it. No, you're the first. We're the first generation to have it. Our kids haven't, the kids that we haven't even birthed yet haven't gotten a chance to get here yet. And they're our kids. Right. You know, right. like this is a huge opportunity that people should take advantage of. And especially with TikTok, if you thought that it was oversaturated and nobody could break in from YouTube or Instagram and you saw that TikTok mm -hmm. has shown us something different because we have seen people grow overnight. There's 15 year old multimillionaires right now off of that app, right. off of that app. And there's people that are growing every day. I've never seen growth on a platform like I've seen growth on TikTok. I've never seen people be able because for one, the algorithm's completely different. Okay. So you post on Instagram, your picture is getting sent out to maybe like a portion, just even a portion of your followers. It's not usually getting pushed out on the explore page as it used to be back in the past. Okay. Right. Which is why you have your followers. You have your close. That's why you see your friends posts um, gotcha. on TikTok. You post and it gets put on the for you page. So you have a new group of people seeing you every time you post a video. That in itself, like that's not on any other platform other than what right. YouTube used to be. And now YouTube you know, the growth even there is a little bit slower than what TikTok is. I've never seen anything like TikTok. I've never seen people be able to get pushed out and reach the success that they have ever yeah. since the beginning of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why Mama Childs is always foot to my ass about this TikTok. Yeah. I'll be honest, y'all. She called me about twice a week and she's like, did you make a, tic did you make a TikTok yet? And I'm like, no, Sherry, I got, I got to go to the gym. No, well, and then but look, if you're going to the gym, film for TikTok. Yeah. That's yeah. a little camera up, make some videos. <laughs> Post definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. I'm 
after having this conversation, I'm definitely going to go back to the drawing board because I definitely like what you said when you were saying, like, look, I want 100,000 followers. That's my goal. And I'm going to achieve that goal. It's and not even a goal. It's your reality. Like yeah. for me, when I had said I want 100, I it wasn't even I said I want it is I have it. And mm -hmm. there wasn't a thought in my mind. Like, even when people talk to me, I have 100,000 followers. You know, I did not have it at the time. I was just like, I have 100,000 followers. Like, there wasn't a thought in my mind that told me I didn't have that. Because right. I just genuinely believed I have it. And it was like, uh, I was watching a video and someone said the universe only knows one word and that's yes. Mm -hmm. So if you tell the universe, I have this, it'll say yes. And if you tell the universe, oh, I'm broke, I'll never make money. It's yes. You'll yeah. be broke. You'll never have money. But if you tell them, oh, I'm very wealthy. Oh, I have this many followers and you make it specific and you believe it and there's no other reality for you. It has no choice mm -hmm. but to come to you because the universe knows one word and that's yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. He might've took my shine for the end of the show and I got to <laughs> give out my good quote, but I love that. That was awesome. That was awesome. But, um, and I, I know we're touching on it, but can we, I, I think it was something that we talked about earlier and just being more specific on making content for each platform how okay. how different instagram is from TikTok to youtube and just kind of explain like what's okay. the difference and what kind of content do you create for each one yes okay so as you know we have like our main platforms i'm not really that active on twitter so i'm just going to talk about the three main ones that i use which are mm -hmm. youtube and instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. and for me those three things they all have something in common and that's storytelling so on each one, you're telling a story. You just have to tell them a little bit differently. So on Instagram, mm -hmm. it's picture form. You're posting pictures. Um, and we use our captions sometimes to tell a story. And that's how people right. see it. Or, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So they just mm -hmm. see your, you know, your lifestyle, your smiles, your relationships, your your dog, whatever it is that you want to post. That's the right. story that you're giving them. But it's usually a highlight reel. It's usually perfected. You usually put a filter on it or mm -hmm. you pick took a thousand of them and you chose the most perfect one where you're posed the best. And you know, that's cool at first. Everyone's like, oh, I love this. This is so great. And then <laughs> right, it gets right. to a point where if you follow anyone on the internet, you're following them for one reason or two reasons. Well, one of the two is probably being that they inspire you in some way or one that you can relate. And when it becomes something, when it becomes something that you can no longer relate to, that's when it's like, I don't like this anymore. It becomes unhealthy. It's when you start comparing yourself to people. That's when yes. you start looking at other people's lives. Like you're missing out on something when their lives probably aren't nearly as perfect as what they're posting. And mm -hmm. that's when you see the rise in TikTok because TikTok's the complete opposite. It's short form video storytelling, but it's authentic. It's real. Mm -hmm. It's raw. You'll rarely see someone super dressed up and over overdone like people show up there in their bonnet people show right. up there their hair a mess they go up there crying telling a story about how this boy <laughs> at the gym ignored them or like they just literally it's right. just vulnerable i've never seen so many people just be able to be them in a space and it's not looked down upon it's actually celebrated like you see people try to transfer over from instagram and move over to tiktok and they find no success in it because they're still trying to create that over curated perfect looking mm -hmm. life on TikTok and everyone on TikTok's like that's not even real like right. we want to see you crying in your bonnet eating up yeah. like that's they want what we real life see. they right. want real life they want you to be authentic they want you to be vulnerable they want you to just be relatable like for the first mm -hmm. time in a long time we're seeing content from creators that's relatable like this person looks like me this person talks like me this person right. has the same body as me there's so many different bodies on there you know mm -hmm. there's so many different stories to listen to i've in tiktok funny enough is becoming used more like i i think they're saying it's like almost as big as google as far as it being a search engine really? like if people want to know a recipe they're no longer going to google they're going to tiktok i want to see this recipe made right here in front of me short form video i want to see it right here or if people you know want to buy a new uh like i have a friend that's a new mom she's looking up mm -hmm. breast pumps she doesn't go to google to find the best breast pump she goes to tiktok to see other moms <laughs> talk about it yeah you know, so it that's that's the next thing up. And if it isn't already, it's coming very soon. All right. And, so do you, you know, feel like do you feel like with that being said makes it go makes it a little easier to go into branding? Branding on TikTok? Yeah. Do you as feel far like as branding you can, yourself? So I think I may be getting confused, but as far as like say you go, you look at the best breast pump mm -hmm. and you use that 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 breast pump and you get a lot of views for that that certain manufacturer does does it ever run into like a, a circumstance where that manufacturer may reach out to you 
get you to market some of their yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. You definitely can gain a lot of brand deals through TikTok and they actually pay a lot more for TikToks than they do for Instagram or even YouTube, which is crazy to say, but they pay yeah. a lot more because the chance of virality is a lot bigger. The chance of people seeing your video is mm -hmm. a lot bigger than, you know, unless you have already a huge following on YouTube, it's a lot bigger right. than, you know, posting to your, just your followers on Instagram because so many other people can see this video than right. just your followers. You're getting pushed out to random people every day. And TikTok videos don't stop growing. You could have a video you posted a month ago and it could all of a sudden go viral today. Really? They're constantly being pushed out. So it's not like YouTube where I feel like a lot of videos just kind of after they get that initial push. Mm -hmm. And then, and then they, they kind just kind of like spit. spit a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So with yeah. TikTok, it goes off of the attention that, I mean, with any app, the whole goal is to keep people within their app. So right. they're going to reward people who post content that keeps people in their app. So if they see that a lot of people are spending a lot of time on that video that you're posting, like uh, we can go back to even Charlie D'Amelio. Have you heard of her? I haven't. Um, she's a TikToker. She was, I think she started when she was around 15 years old. She probably has, she's the second most followed person on TikTok, uh, grossing over a hundred million followers, I'm sure, um, at a very young age. And it's because she used to post dancing TikTok videos. And you would think to yourself, how is that getting pushed out? And you right. can imagine all these kids watching her video, right? To learn the dance that she's doing, they're probably keeping her video up there on a loop. So it's just they're watching the video over and over and over again because they mm. want to learn the dance. So right. TikTok's seeing this and they're like, okay, a lot of people are spending a lot of time on this app watching this video. So we're going to continue to push this girl's content out because See, they're spending a lot me. of time watching her. Yeah. So I need to come up with a new dance. No, that's you don't need to come saying. up with a new dance. But even if you're just well, giving them for her audience, which is younger kids, that's value to them. They want right, to learn right. how to dance. Mm -hmm. But for an audience that's, you know, a little bit older that wants to learn, let's say, like how to cook, you have a mm -hmm. cooking they're going to watch that video all the way through anyways because they want to learn how to make what you're making. And they might be just putting it up on their kitchen counter and cooking with you while they're doing things or going back in the video to find out, okay, it's this much spice I add into this. Or if you're right. giving fitness advice, they're going to take you with them in their pocket to the gym. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. going to pull you out and be like, okay, I'm going to go back to this video. Okay, she did these squats first. I'm going to do that. Like whatever you can do to keep right. people on that video for as long as you can, then yeah, do that. Definitely. Look, you see, I got, I'm getting the comments. Mama Childs is on here. Sherry, I see you. I see you. She said, tell them about SEO and give them an exp explanation about SEO. Hold on. Computer is about to die. Let me plug her up. Okay. She's plugged in. Um, <laughs> SEO. SEO optimization is just keywords. So let's say I was going to post a video about uh, weight loss, right? Um, you would just make the caption of your video or the title of your video what people are looking up. Like what's the keyword mm -hmm. people are going to look up? Uh, a lot of people will be like how to lose weight. That's a, that's a good one. Like a lot of people right. are looking up how to lose weight, but you can make it even more specific to someone mm -hmm. like how to lose weight, um, 20 day transformation, stuff like that. Right. Like just using okay. keywords okay. that people are looking up is SEO optimization, um, popular words. And you would just more so put that in your captions or in your description boxes. So people, mm -hmm. when they're looking it up, that video is going to get put up first versus just, posting like today's workout, you know, mm -hmm. just make it more specific, like today's back workout for women or, you know, something like that. Gotcha. So you make it relatable. Just something yeah. that's just something that's they'd be searching more. because yeah. like I was saying earlier, TikTok is becoming more of a search engine. Right. So if I'm going on TikTok and I'm like easy, low carb recipes, that's what I would look up. And then that's right. what, if someone had that as their title or caption on their video, then that's what's going to come up for me first versus mm -hmm. like tortilla night. You know, right, right. It's not going to come up before low carb, easy recipes. Right, right. And you started this. I think this was something that you said to me earlier. It was like I went into this with like twenty eight bucks. Mm -hmm. Starting my business. Yeah, like I okay. started my business with twenty eight bucks, and yep. and a lot of people can relate to that. Look at the times that we live in right now. A lot of people are struggling. Gas is high as hell, and a lot of people are going through things. And you made that twenty eight bucks work for you. I made that $28 work for me. So yeah. we can we can go into this definitely. Let's go into I, it. I don't think it's something I've even really talked about, even on my yeah. platforms. Um, so back in 2018, when I first started, you know, YouTube seriously, and I was growing and people wanted to see more fitness content from me. At the time, I was wearing waist trainers all the time in all of my videos. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, my God, girl, like, where'd you get this waist trainer from? Where'd you get this waist trainer from? And I'm telling them, like, this company that I got the waist trainer from. And I'm like, I'm making this company a lot of money. I'm not sponsored. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's cool. Great. You know, but I'm like, right. this is something that I could do too. But at the time I didn't have no money. Yeah. I had no money. So I had $28 though. I probably had like $50 <laughs> in my big account. And um, I remember seeing a video of someone talking about drop shipping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Like, I see people are, you know, starting their businesses on Shopify for like $28, $29. And they're creating these shops and they're marketing these shops and they're making money. And I remember going to my mom and telling her, I was like, mom, like, I really want to start a business. I just don't know what to do. It's drop shipping. Like, I've seen my mom own businesses my whole life. So she's someone that I've always looked up to. And I always knew that entrepreneurship was going to be what I did. I mean, even right. as a young kid, I always was indulging in entrepreneurial activities. Any way I can make money for myself, I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. So right. um, I went to her and obviously, dropshipping is a new thing. Like our parents probably haven't even really heard of that either. So she's like, okay, well, you're the generation with Google. Look it up, like go figure out how to do this. And I was like, okay. Um, So I went on Google, you know, for free, no courses. I didn't buy any courses. I didn't buy, you know, any mentorships, nothing. Just went on Google Mm -hmm. and learned how to open up a Shopify shop. Mm -hmm. So I opened up the shop and I really, I had it open for three months, three months. And I was marketing these waist trainers, right? Mm And they were selling like little hotcakes. And I ended up making, I think I made like 17 to 20K my first three months of having it open, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it was going great at first for like the first two months. And then the shipping times, because if we don't know what drop shipping is, let me explain that really quick, because this might be a little confusing. Drop shipping is essentially you find, you go into Shopify and there is a space, which is an app called Oberlo. And when you go inside Oberlo, there's like a plethora of different items you could sell, wholesale items. Um, and they're usually coming from manufacturers in China. And so I chose waist trainers and I added them to my website. And as someone buys that waist trainer from me, they ship it out from China. So I own none of the inventory. All I have to do is market this product. So basically they'll show you the price within there as well. So let's say the waist trainer at the time was like $11 or something like that. So I would add that to my site and I would probably make the price around like $28. And then they would get their 11 when the waist trainer was purchased and I would get the remainder of the money. So it was almost like free money to me, you know, but I'm giving them their product. They're receiving their product. I'm marketing it. And this is how it goes, you know? So then it came to a point where the ship out times became around 28, 30 days. And people were like, okay, I'm not getting my product. Cause at first they told me it would take 14 days at the most. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. people were getting them around like, you know, 10, 14 days. And the ship out time got a lot more expensive. It got a lot longer and people weren't getting their products for 30 35 days like I don't know like people just weren't getting their products on a fast enough time and that's when people were like getting upset and they're emailing me and they're like I'm not getting my product on my money back and I'm like well I can't really refund you because like so I would have to refund them I'd be out of money or they would start commenting under my YouTube videos and they'd be like oh my god she's a scammer she scammed me and it's like no I'm not trying to scam you guys like I can't control the shipping times it's not coming from me so that's when you just have to know a true entrepreneur knows when to pack up ship (laughs) <laughs> and reroute That's and right. reroute so That's i made right. sure anybody that need their money they got their money back anybody that you know was still waiting on a purchase i made sure i tracked it down to make sure that they got it mm-hmm. um everything like that because you know you always want to run your business the right way and so i shut it down i was like all right i made this amount of money from it that's great yeah. but you know you're i'm 18 19 years old that's yeah. a lot of money, you know, that's yeah, a lot of money. Like you right. pay in three months at yeah. 18, 19, like, you know, most people would be like, I'm gonna just ride this out and see how it goes. I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Cause I knew I wanted a business in the long term. So um after that, I took that money and I started actually researching how to do business the right way. I started mm-hmm. researching how to um source for the products I wanted. I custom made my waist trainers with like the best product best quality that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I did custom labeling. I did, um, I went on to have like workout sets and band sets and stuff like that and just expanded off of it. But uh, mm-hmm. that first year that I released, I redid everything. I rebranded Child's Couture. I actually gave it a correct logo. I mm-hmm. redid the website. I redid everything with the money that I had. Like right. I barely made, I made no money from that because I invested everything back into it because mm-hmm. um, I knew I wanted a business. And that right. first year of business, uh, I did all organic advertising. So meaning like I was the person that just, you know, advertised it advertising. to my followers. Right. Yeah. And we did six figures that first year of doing, releasing Charles Couture as a rebrand. So yeah. you just got to know when to pack it up and when to like take your L and right. it's, it, you can always come back. It's never done for you, you know, like no matter how bad you feel like you messed up, like you're not always, it's not always done. You just got to reroute, replan, do it better. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's very true. But I, I love your your hard work and your young entrepreneurship. It's not many people your age that are trying to to do these type of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that's awesome to me and your hustle and your grind i respect it like that's it's cool as hell you know what thank i'm saying you. I, I just thank definitely you. I, I think it's cool it's cool and i mean it all played together your social media stuff your business itself so you were able to still market yourself through your own platforms with your own items you know what i'm saying so yeah I, I, you played it you played it very well that's a good chess move there too i definitely did and honestly like what helped me out the most that a lot of people probably wouldn't even think about uh, COVID. Yeah. Everybody was at home. So everybody mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. resistance bands. Everybody wanted to work out from home. So like I made the most money I've ever made in my life during COVID. So yeah. I think that, you know, if you see something coming that could potentially be a problem, like and if you have a solution for it and mm-hmm. you can get on top of it really quick, like, you know, do it, you know, go, go, go do it. Cause that's where go any successful it. business comes from is finding a problem that you want to solve from someone for someone mm-hmm. and then solving it for them. So right. for me, you know, starting that business, I knew that I really loved working out. I loved my waist trainers. A lot of them were uncomfortable. I wanted to make comfortable ones. I wanted to make mm-hmm. ones that didn't hurt me to wear them. And, you know, I made one that had a sweatband in it so I can waist train and, and sweatband at the same time. And then also I didn't want boring gym gear. I wanted it to be cute. I wanted it to be extra like me. So I created yeah. a gym line. <laughs> So I can carry it to the gym with me and I can be cute pulling out this cheetah print band or this band that says <laughs> the words boss babe on it or, right. you know, just like different prints. I just wanted people to be able to express themselves even inside the gym and be cute and feel cute. And, you know, there's a certain crowd of girl that likes that. Mm-hmm. And lucky enough, I found that crowd of girl and their right. followers and supporters. So I, they're, I'm a, it's a blessing to have them. Right. They're right. awesome. So all you ladies out there, if you need them waist trainers, tell them where to go get them from, Taylor www.childscouture.com. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Say it with a smile. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I love it. And the energy that you put towards it, the confidence that you show, it, it all comes together. It all comes together. You show and, and people trust it. To yeah. me, that's what, that's what makes people trust the product. You're yeah. showing them the product, but you're also, not only are you, you can't just put on the waist trainer and think it's going to do it all. So you well, have waist to put trainers the don't help you too. lose weight. I would like right. to say that as a disclaimer. You're not going to lose weight from a waist trainer. Mm-hmm. It's a waist trainer. You know, it helps you to get rid of water weight. Right. Um. So I I do have people come to me like, well, am I going to lose weight? Absolutely not. You're only going to lose weight in caloric deficit. Yeah. And you know, that's it. You only need caloric deficit to lose weight. You know, adding right. on working out and everything is cool, but you got to focus on what you're eating before you even try to add in anything else. Right. So, yeah. Definitely. Hey, Ori. I see she just came in. So Ori is also, she's a personal trainer. She's actually our strength and conditioning coach hey. down at the gym. And she, that was, when I called you earlier, I was like, I definitely want to introduce you to Coach Ori. She has I'd some love to ideas, meet her. Some things that she want to do. So I definitely shout out to Coach Ori. How you doing out there? Hi, Coach Ori. <laughs> Thanks for supporting. But I'm surrounded by, and, I, and my thing is just figuring out all these ways to put these people together. Because it's like you say, it's there's so many ways to get money out here. Yeah, having there is. The ideas, putting the right people together, good team backing you, and mm-hmm. you know, it's there to go get. It's kind of up. It's up to us to go get. Yeah, it is. You know it's, just, it's just your mindset and believing that you can have that for yourself. Because the second that you believe you can have it, who can stop you? Who can tell you you can't have that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, what were some of your? I think what what did we talk about? Definitely not being afraid to fail. Definitely not mm-hmm. being afraid to fail. That was something that kind of stuck to me earlier that yeah. we talked. Because you're going to go through some ups. You're going to go through some downs. Every day won't be your best day. Yeah. No, and, for sure. And we know that. We know that. Yeah. Right? Even Stand. with the first business, failing. Like, I knew when I failed at that, I was happy about it. Because I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to learn so much from this. I'd rather learn it now That's than right. learn it when I have this bigger successful business and something like this happens. I wouldn't, you know, I'm like, mm. You know, so learn it when right. you can. Take the L, learn from the L, because the L is never a loss. It's just a learning It's a learning opportunity. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. So do you ever feel like you go through creator burnout? Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, I feel like anybody who has dabbled in content creation has probably experienced some level mm-hmm. of creator burnout. For me, mine was really bad. And um even talking to a therapist, like creator burnout can go from anywhere from like two to five years. It's just finding a way to work through it. Yeah. Cause it's like, you push yourself so hard during that one season. And then it's like, 
you feel inspired one day or you feel mm. like, oh, I can't create the same or it's a comparison game yeah. or it's just it's it's overwhelming, you know, and that's when you just have to take the time and know yourself that the Internet's going to be here forever. And maybe the opportunities that you'll get won't be the same a little bit later, but you can always work your way back up and taking care of your mental health is like so important because I've seen so many creators see the signs of themselves like mentally deteriorating and not taking that sign. And then you see people having manic episodes on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see people and they're literally, it's like, okay, like what's going on? This isn't you. And it's not because they don't even know it's not them at that point because they're so busy still trying to create, still trying to give you content, still trying to give pieces of themselves to the internet when they're just not okay. So you have to know when to just take a break. And I talk to my content creator friends about this all the time because they go through it similarly too. Like, like you said, we're the first we're the first generation to have this mm-hmm. and have content creation. So it's not really studied. Like we don't really know the effects this has on people's Definitely. minds. Definitely. The amount of beautiful people that I see on my timeline every day. I don't even think that I, I don't think a single person should have seen this many beautiful people ever. <laughs> like even in the you talk about the dating pool. You there's right. so many options out here, you know. So that's why you see a lot of relationships are failing. Cause it's like we've never had the opportunity. You think of grandpa had the opportunity to see thousands of pretty women on the internet. Like he would have just got married at 18. No, like, you know, it's just so much that we're seeing constantly and there's, it's overwhelming to our brains. And even with COVID having to been locked up for so long. that's all they did is scroll, scroll and compare life. Yeah. That's all you do. Scroll and compare life. So I think that with creator burnout, it's just a matter of taking time for yourself. Like I've taken many breaks from social media because mm-hmm. I'd rather produce authentic content to me. I'd rather produce good content that's valuable, that's going to give them something than for me to just have live off of ego and be like, well, I'm going to post anyway because I want to keep up with everyone else or I want to keep my following growing. Like, no, I'd rather give something real and authentic mm-hmm. that feels good to me that I know is coming from a good place versus something forced where I'm mentally just not there. And it's just like, they can tell too. I remember I, I was trying to get past creator burnout and I was posting anyway on YouTube and they're like, are you okay? Like I can see in your eyes. Really? And you just look sad. Yeah. They're like, they can tell because yeah. they know you, they fall in love with you for who you are. And when you're not that anymore, it's like, okay, like take some time. Like, And they don't, they're never mad at it either. Cause they understand that it's probably overwhelming. Right. 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 Cause it is comparable. People mm-hmm. go through things. <clears throat> so yeah. I, I definitely, yeah. And I think it, I look at social media a lot of times as a as a bad thing. It's a great thing, but we deal with a lot of kids in the gym and a lot of kids in the community, and everything is just compared. Mm-hmm. Every rapper, everybody got on the chain. Every woman is beautiful, like you said, and it does make regular life hard. You know what I'm saying? So because you're constantly you, thinking that, right. like, okay, what they have going on is better right. than what I have it's going on. Than, exactly. But in reality, it's a highlight reel. You don't know it, what's going on. Right. And that's what I have to explain. It's like, no, that's just the their best. Their life may not really be like that at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and I that I find myself having to explain that to some of the younger the, just the younger kids. It's like, you're fine, brother. You're yeah. fine. Like keep doing what you're doing, staying consistent and it'll come. Don't compare yourself to these guys because that may not be the case. You yeah. Know? So I definitely, yeah. I love your authenticity. Definitely. Yeah. I think that um, a lot of people ask me like when growing an audience, like how do you do it? You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, I think it comes down to three things and it's authenticity, vulnerability and value. Right. So if you're authentically yourself, it automatically is a game changer because no one's like you. If you're mm-hmm. authentically you, who else, unless they tried to copy you, you know, like whatever, right. that's still not right. even them. It's still right. you. So if you're authentically yourself, no one else on the internet is like you. You're a one of a kind original. You're mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So and then when you give them, you know, the vulnerability. So let's say like I'm I'm on a weight loss journey, for example, right? right. And then I gain the weight back. I'm gonna come back and tell y'all. Guess what? I gained the weight back. And they're like, Oh my god, <laughs> me too. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. 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 We're in it together again because it happens. You know, just yeah. be real. It's like, life, what am I? Right. Yeah, it's life. Like it's no point of being on the internet, losing weight, and then trying to hide the fact that I gained it back. Mm-hmm. Like for what? Mm-hmm. Like who does right. that help? Who is it helping? It's only serving ego. You can't serve your ego. You're gonna lose every time. Right. You know. So right. you know, being vulnerable and telling them about your shortcomings, telling them about what you struggle with. Like I talk about my mental health all the time. Like I was just recently diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. I lived my whole life not knowing I had ADHD. Like you know. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, you talk about it and you bring right. awareness towards that, and then people are like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm so happy that you've spoken on this certain subject. 
Right. Or I'm so happy that you brought attention to this because I've been struggling with this and I didn't know that anybody else was, or I didn't know that my favorite people that I follow are going through this as well. And it makes them mm -hmm. feel so good. And it creates not only trust, it creates community. And in mm -hmm. turn, like these people definitely, they want to continue to keep up with you. They want to continue to support you in whichever, whatever you're doing because you've kept it so real with them. Right. So and then with the value. Like Oh, go mm -hmm. ahead, go ahead. No, keep going. I'm, I'm finishing off the last one. No, and then with value, going, it's just going. giving them, you know, knowledge or teaching them something. If you can teach anyone something and give them something, they're going to always come back to you because they're like, okay, I know that when I go to Taylor's page, I'm going to learn something today. Or I know when right. I go to Taylor's page, I'm going to leave with something that's going to make me feel good. Or mm -hmm. I'm going to leave with something that I can use in real mm -hmm. life. So giving your audience value, that's the number one way to create a community, a tight knit one at that. Right. So, so do you feel like you valued the community? Like when we talked about micro-influencing and having that community, do you feel like you value that tight niche community more than just having the numbers fly off the off the rocker? Yeah, for sure. 100%. I'd rather have a smaller tight knit community than have a million followers of people who don't even care to get to know me, don't know me, and are just here like, oh, I just peeped her page and then I'm going somewhere else. I'd rather have one person that really genuinely <laughs> likes me and supports right. me than have a million. And right. that sounds crazy because it's like people think that social media is a numbers game. Well, this is how you get money. This is right. how you get followers. There's right, so right, many right. ways to make money on the internet. And we can even go into the discussion of micro influencers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Micro influencers are um smaller influencers. Uh, if you look up the internet, I believe it says it's between five and ten thousand followers, but I've seen people make money on the internet that are that have a thousand followers that have mm -hmm. 500 followers because sometimes brands would rather work with a, a creator that has a more tight knit community or a more niched out community than someone who has hundreds and thousands of followers that that's not niched down and doesn't have a tight knit community. Cause it's like, let's say like one person does has a perfume page that has 5,000 followers. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're a perfume brand. You want to reach out to a creator to create perfume sponsorships for you versus someone who has a hundred thousand followers and it's not really niche down they're kind of everywhere you're right. not going to go to the hundred thousand person you're going to offer the person with the five thousand followers way more money because they're niche down they have a community that has specifically what you want to sell and want to have that sponsorship through so mm -hmm. just a matter of like the value that a creator can bring versus the quantity that a creator can bring right all right i think that's where i need to go yeah, TikTok, man. Let me to tell do you. some micro influencing. Yeah, I've micro influencing. Right. And then there's also there's UGC content creation now. You don't even need a following for that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. so, UGC content is because I know you're gonna ask. It's user generated content. So basically, you'll create the content for that brand that you don't have to post on your page. So you don't need any type of followers for it. Mm -hmm. You just have to have you know a little want to create content, mm -hmm. um, and then you send the content to them and they post it on their pages because, you know, brands have pages now. They need content on those pages. So they pay people to create this content for them and then they post it on their page. So, you know what? We're going to have to talk because your cousin looking handsome over here and I need to figure out how to brand. Yeah, you got to be on somebody's page, but, huh? <laughs> I ain't been in the gym for no reason. But. Yeah. And you can pitch yourself or there's even... Um, platforms that you can reach out to brands and get brand mm -hmm. deals on like there's aspire iq there's hashtag paid there's tribe like there's different apps and platforms that you can go on there and you sign up with them and there's a whole list of brands that you can work with and you just apply to work with that brand and you can work with them or when you know you get a little bit of traction brands will reach out to you via your email and they'll offer you this but um i will say that if anyone's listening for ugc content to make sure you write your own contracts up because let's say a company wants to use your image and likeness for over 12 months you know like mm -hmm. let's say you blow up within those 12 months your image and likeness is worth way more than what they probably charge you for so make sure you put a contract fee in there to cut it off at a certain point so right. they can't forever use your image and likeness right so i had a question um actually ori said how do you become a ugc content creator uh ugc content creator is you just I would create a portfolio if i were to do it i would create a portfolio so let's say you have products all around your house like you can go pick up a body butter from your bathroom right now and create what you think that brand would want to see as you know their advertisement create that put it as part of your portfolio and then it could be any brand and uh create it as a, like part of your portfolio and then start pitching yourself to brands like hi i'm a ugc creator i create content like this send them the examples of that and i can create content like this for your brand mm -hmm. and you, you give them a set price for how much you're going to charge them for each video 
And how many videos do they want you to create for them? It could be, you know, five videos they want for you to create for them. And then you give them the price for that and you send them the offer and then they either accept it or they decline it or they alter it and say, well, I want this many videos for this much money. And then right. that's how you get started in it. Uh, I've heard a lot of people are getting UGC creator brand deals through Twitter. So yeah. you can also like, yeah, like there's like a lot of people on there. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't personally know how that works. But right. I do know that just pitching yourself to brands via email has worked for a lot of people. And even if you go on TikTok, there's a lot of creators that specialize in teaching people about UGC content creation. Um, and they're selling courses. I wouldn't personally buy the course because I've learned all about this through just watching it for free on TikTok right. and people giving this <laughs> to them. And, you know, different creators give away different secrets. So just looking at everyone, what are they doing and figuring out how to do it from there. But I have seen a lot of people be very successful um, with UGC creation, making over $10,000 a month just doing UGC. So because, you know, nobody watches commercials anymore. So yeah. people are paying content creators to create the commercials because that's where everyone is. They're not watching TV. They're watching social media. That's very true. That's mm -hmm. very, very true. And that's something that you really don't think about a lot, but you're not watching TV. People look at their phones a lot longer than they look at TV now. Yeah, for sure. Like you might occasionally watch that one show you're streaming on Hulu, but you're not really looking at TV like that. So the brands yeah. want people, they want people who their audience trusts too. Right. Because, you know, the most powerful form of advertising is word of mouth. So if you hear it from someone you trust, you're more likely to buy it. Right, right, right. So can you give out just some other than other than YouTube, the ones that we know, some of these just give us a sample of just some of the other applications that these people that are interested in just making content can go to and, and get started. You know what I'm saying? You uh, get what I'm saying? Getting started with content creation? Yeah. You just you start. You just start. You're never going to have that perfect video. I look back at my old videos I used to post when I first started social media. And to this day, I cringe because I'm like, well, that's <laughs> you know? like, what is this? You know, you're never going right, right. to be in a spot where you feel like everything's going to be perfect. So you just post, just do it. Just like, just forward. don't make the excuse of, oh, I need to, oh, this is another thing. I, a big excuse I hear from people is, oh, I don't have the camera yet to create content. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't have the editor yet to create content. If you have a phone, you can create content. It's, and TikTok has once again shown us that. There is yeah. no over-the-top lights everywhere and ring lights and um, cameras. You're using your phone. And half the videos are horrible lighting. And people yeah. love them. Because it's real, it's raw, it's relatable. And, you know, eventually, you know, once you start gaining popularity within your niche or your platform, then you can upgrade to better equipment that makes you feel good about it. But you don't need that to start. You just have to start. I got to not get nervous. I feel like when I'm about to post a video, I get a little nervous. Like, people don't like That's this. normal. I, right. I I still to this day get kind of nervous whenever I put Only on Instagram, though. I always yeah. get nervous about posting on Instagram because it's just so judgy. Like, I don't like it there, you know? <laughs> like, if I didn't have to do Instagram, I would never come back. Like, yeah. I like a place where I don't feel judged. I feel like I can do whatever I want. And that's TikTok. I love TikTok. I feel like that's an opportunity of a lifetime. If there's anything or any platform to double down on, it's going to be TikTok. It's only going to get bigger. You, got, right. you have to follow what the generation under us is doing and if you see mm -hmm. the kids under us they're not into the whole super aesthetic lifestyle they're out here wearing right. baggy pants and crop tops and <laughs> they are living their lives freely and they're on tiktok mm -hmm. yeah. they're not on they're on instagram but barely they're they're looking at instagram how we look at right. facebook yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i i don't even i wouldn't know how to work a facebook if you asked me like i got hey, off hey. facebook in when i was you're probably still on facebook aren't you hey Hey, 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 we're not going to have this conversation because you're always calling me old. <laughs> no, look, no, no, but I'm being serious. Like, I mean, well, yeah. also, though, if you're on Facebook, I heard that Facebook had a hefty budget for their um, their videos, like their reels. Mm -hmm. The Facebook videos are coming out. People are making a lot of money from those. Really? So, I mean, on any platform you're on, work it. But you just have, for me, I try to look at what's going on in the future and mm -hmm. getting ahead of that. And um, if you watch anything by Gary Vee, he's been preaching about this since TikTok was Musical.ly. Do you remember Musical.ly? I don't. You know, I'm, I'm Musical.ly, it was like a little music app where you dance. And he was like, Musical.ly is going to be up next. And I'm over here like, never. And then TikTok turned, Musical.ly turned into TikTok. And he sure enough was right. So he was predicting that to be the next big thing years mm -hmm. ago. And we're just now seeing it in fruition. So, you know, watching that generation under us and they're all going to a certain place. You're like, okay, like, let's get it. Let's go here. Yeah, yeah. So I got to keep up. 
Yeah, you gotta keep but, up. Well, that's what I got you for, Taylor. I'm things. here. I'm here. <laughs> Just call Taylor things. Like, what's what's yeah. going on, Taylor? What I need to do next? Uh, to be back. honest, all I gotta do is call Sherry. Yes. Also, I heard LinkedIn's coming up. Oh, Pinterest is huge too. Have you heard about the Pinterest Creator Program? Definitely. So you know she, you know your mom just put that up, right? Yeah, she that's why I'm saying it. Pinterest is. Not I don't know. I can see the comments. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We've we've been getting a lot of good feedback, and and that's awesome. That's awesome. We're giving out great information. So let's talk yeah. about Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest. For me, I'm not the biggest creator on Pinterest, but I did hear about the Pinterest Creator Fund, and I do have some friends that are in it that are making so much money off of Pinterest, like almost six figures in a month type of money, you know? Wow. So just off of, uh, and the UGC, I'm not the UGC creator, the Pinterest Creator Fund, I think mm -hmm. it was for minorities and people who didn't have like a, largest, a larger following. So mm -hmm. it's for underrepresented people that they're relying on there because Pinterest is becoming more like a search engine too. Gotcha. So the ads on there go crazy. I'm not the biggest uh, into it, but I have mm -hmm. heard great things about the Pinterest Creator Program. So it is something that we got that I need to look at, though. Yes, Basically. for sure. I mean, there's just so many ways. Like, it's whatever platform resonates with you. You make it right. work for you. Like I said, for Facebook, they had a great budget on there. So mm -hmm. make Facebook work for you. That's what you're comfortable with. If you're a person yeah. that doesn't really like to talk on camera and you just like to take pictures and photography is your thing and outfits are your thing, Instagram's your place. Right. You know, if you're a person that just likes to be funny and goofy and not really care <laughs> about the status quo, TikTok's for you. If right. you're a person that likes to talk a lot and likes to indulge in long form video. YouTube's the place for you. And yeah. if you're a person that's just a writer and likes to talk your stuff, then Twitter's the place for you. Like you just right, have to right. find what works for you. I like and work it. I like yeah. that breakdown. I like that. So before we get ready to shut it down, Taylor, I, I definitely want you to give out your handles. Where can people get your products? Where can people find you on your platforms? Give it all out so these people can follow you and, and be a part of your journey. Oh, okay. So my website is www.charlescouture.com. And then my at is at just Taylor things underscore for Instagram and at just Taylor things on any other platform, which is YouTube or TikTok. That's beautiful. Yes. It's a child's thing. It's a child's thing. You know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, this definitely. This was fun, Alex. Definitely. Hey, don't be calling me Alex. They don't know my name. This was fun, Childs. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, my family calls me Alex. Most people up here call me Childs. I, I'm. I was prior military, so everybody calls me by my last name. If you know me on the business side, you call me James. So I got a whole bunch of names going on, but uh, Alex is a family thing. So I better not be walking around and somebody walk up and say, hey, Alex. <laughs> I only know you as Alex. It's your name on my phone is Alex Childs. <laughs> but, you know, for this, it's Childs. And nobody yeah, calls right. otherwise. So. <laughs> there you go. I have my back. But, you know, I always got to say something before we get off. Without effort, dedication, and consistency and love for what you're doing, we will not be successful. So every day you must put in effort. Every day you must be dedicated. Every day you must be consistent. And the more you love what you're doing, the more you don't. I mean, you have no problem doing that. You have no problem putting in effort. You have no problem being dedicated. You have no problem being consistent. So every day that God gives us a day that we get to open our eyes and wake up and, and he gives us another chance to be great. Go be great. Go be great. There's too many opportunities out here. As Taylor says, it's lots of ways to go out here and make money. Let's go be great. For all the people that support us, I thank you. It's It's been fun. This was an awesome podcast, Taylor. We'll definitely do it again. I need to get down to get down to Georgia and come kick it with you. Got to come down. You know what I'm saying? But uh, definitely, please. That quote was beautiful. I love that. <laughs> so I try to leave with a nice little quote at the end keep it's, everybody it's, motivated i like that, I like that. great touch <laughs> but, but but definitely we have opportunities every day you know what i'm saying there are people that definitely don't get to wake up the next day mm -hmm. and this today was just another day before we get off though i do have to give a shout out man um we went to philadelphia this morning so i'm actually pretty tired i've been up since about maybe 6 a.m 5 30 a.m 
We went down to Philly today. You know, I, I took in the kid, Najee Brown. What's up, man? Give you a big shout out. He was able to go to Philly today. He fought the number three guy in the world today, uh, Caleb. Definitely, he got some good sparring in. Caleb Plant, uh, J-Rock, Julius Williams was in there, Kyron Brown. These guys are all ranked within within the top ten in the world. And he went in there and he did his thing. So I'm very proud of you, Najee, very proud of you. He got big things going on. So we definitely got some big things going on. I think uh, you got to come up here and see the new gym. Gym's going well. It's, it's it's just great things going around. So we us childers are always on the grind. You know how we do. Always something coming. Always something always, up the sleeve. <laughs> always on the grind. Always on the grind. So please like, follow, share. Twelve rounds with childs. It's been great. I was so happy to have you. That's my girl. I was so happy to be here. <laughs> we signing up. Bye guys. All right, guys.